Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look into what Creator says about loneliness causes and cures. Loneliness is something we all experience from time to time, and unfortunately, some of us experience a lot more than they, than they want to or should, Carl. Well, there are probably as many reasons for loneliness as there are people, because we tend to get into dilemmas, we don't know how to fix them, and we start to fall behind, and that can build over time. And many lives are a kind of a downward spiral rather than an upward progression to something better, unfortunately. Yes. So we, we believe that there's always a way to make things better, even if they're not going to be perfect. There's always a way to help yourself get to a little bit higher ground and, and then do it again. And, and this is what we're being taught by Creator, that we don't have a perfect world. And there's many reasons for that. And so we're here to darken your day. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have some uh, probably uh, painful things that come up. But my goodness, this is the world. And we signed on to come and tackle this. And it's going to be tough. So let's make the most of it and be smart about how we go about it. And use creator's wisdom. That's kind of our philosophy. You know, I like I like the way you kind of open this with the idea that, you know, a lot of times people are on a downward spiral and really we need to be on an upward progression. We need to be an upward climb. So if we're about anything with this project, it's it's helping you turn your life around and start that upward upward uh, climb. So, yeah, it's a healing journey and, and yes. people misunderstand this. And creator made this very clear one day as I was doing channeling work. Enlightenment is a healing enterprise. That's what it means, to heal so you can come back into alignment with the light. Yes. And without the healing, you're going to be out of alignment. <laughs> you're going to be out of sorts. Yeah. And you know, loneliness is a, an example of being out of alignment. It's one of the big weights <laughs> that yeah. we have that we're carrying around. So, U.S. Creator, loneliness is distress and sadness over being alone because one has no friends or company. The consensus seems to be that no one has a real excuse to be lonely, that it's somehow your fault because you made poor choices, you didn't become someone people want to be around, you're uninteresting or fun, etc. Some may even see it as a symptom of selfishness or even narcissism, being too self-absorbed. What is the divine perspective on loneliness and how much responsibility does the self in fact have for this dilemma? All right, and this is what Creator told us. Your question and the way it is posed present a very good illustration of the human level issue you are speaking about. Loneliness is something that is truly experienced by beings in the physical and not by those in higher dimensions. That is in part the physics involved in life between those two environments because physical beings are discrete units separated physically from one another and disconnected energetically to a large degree in terms of conscious awareness. Whereas in higher dimensions, 
people can engage with many individuals through consciousness alone. And this is done routinely, without reservation and uniformly, with great joy by all involved, because people do not judge one another in the higher dimensions. So there are no reasons to be a wallflower, so to speak, no reasons to hold back, to shrink from sight, from fear of being rejected, and attempt to be invisible in a communal gathering, for example, which the shy person might do again and again and never be noticed. So we would trace this dilemma back to the problem of disconnection in the first place. What you are seeing in the lonely individual is the tip of an iceberg. It is a more extreme dilemma of disconnection than felt by the average person. But that does not mean the average person is intact, healthy, and well-balanced in all respects. All suffer because of the state of disconnection imposed by physical existence and in particular because of their disconnection from the divine realm as well as from one another because the intuitive gateway is compromised through a manipulation to downgrade human performance. This was done by your extraterrestrial overseers long, long ago. So, in a sense, loneliness is a quandary that is created by, a, by being in a prison inmate cut off from the larger world and the universe as a whole. So, your question and the dark picture you paint with all of the one-sided descriptions of loneliness being a characteristic of that individual considered in isolation, ironically, are missing the point that all are largely disconnected from the wider reality and the greater universe of possibilities and are living a diminished life. So it is no wonder those with more extreme circumstances of not even having some human compatriots who consider them a friend, let alone a love partner or a family they belong to, are among many who are doubly deprived by not only being a physical human, but in special circumstances of additional deprivation. As you point out, there are many, many reasons people can become isolated and cut off even from everyone, and the reasons can be quite varied. In a sense, people choose their life circumstances, but over time there is an accumulating aggregate of difficulty from many things done to the person that are beyond the individual's control. These add insult to injury and greatly compound the damage. So people who lose confidence in themselves may reach the end of their life vastly worse, and then a future incarnation may find them returning, and at the outset, starting out from behind and encountering many additional obstacles and roadblocks than the average person, because there is a karmic interplay with the past difficulties and tragic circumstances. And unless they receive additional love and support from family in particular or stalwart supportive friends, they will have a worsening over time and may never surmount those karmic complications and may drift from life to life making little or no progress. Things are never so simple as to be a person's fault or a shortcoming of their personality as exhibited in the current life circumstances. There are always deeper reasons and energies in play. <laughs> well, you were right. You were right. We were going to dive into the darkness a little bit here. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's interesting that 
people can drift from life to life to life making little or no progress. But that's, that's the unfortunate reality of the situation we're in. Well, we haven't been given the tools. That's right. We haven't been served well by religion. We have the semblance of a connection to the Almighty through religious observance, but it's an impartial connection, and it's an imperfect one, to be sure. And even the tools promoted to help people with their problems are meager at best. You've got some Bible stories. You have the Quran and its descriptions of living life and the ups and downs that it entails and the do's and don'ts that are prescribed for religious reasons and the dogma. But what what do you do when you've been harmed and you're suffering and you're wounded? How to heal is not really laid out in any no, specific way. You know, they tell you, pray. Pray yeah. for health. Pray for saved, being saved and so on. And, and that's okay, but it doesn't do the job thoroughly. Well, there's not a lot of guidance on exactly how to pray, really, if you think about it. even I mean, I, I was born and raised a Catholic, and I just feel I never got too much guidance on how to pray. You know, just it's not something Well, it's never been given to us, right. truly. A few model prayers were shared along the way through the prophets, but not an understanding of where the difficulties come from, the wounds, and why it happens, and the, me- the mechanistic basis for it, and the fact that you have a certain way you need to react and call on the divine for assistance. You can't assume God's going to take care of it just because you're a nice guy. Yes. That isn't enough. You have to request a divine intervention always. That's probably one of the biggest myths that we have to work to dispel is the is the nice guy's shield. You know, I'm a nice guy, so I'm going to have the protection. Well, we're learning, unfortunately, that that's not enough. <laughs> well, you it's just great. like being the victim of a crime. You know, you can be a nice, upstanding citizen and be a, a victim of crime. You know, yeah. They don't just pick on people who break rules and make mistakes and so on. Exactly. You ask creator, how much is loneliness a result of people isolating themselves as a result of fear of rejection? Loneliness being a more tolerable form of suffering than being overtly rejected when one reaches out to others for desired human contact and affection. And creator tells us the following. This indeed is a major source of difficulty that leads to many failures in life, as well as simple unhappiness being a constant feature when people have inadequate social contacts because they're in a vicious cycle of fear and avoidance to limit the damage by anticipating rejection and then cutting themselves off from the possibilities of making friends and being fully accepted as in a school or work setting. So this is a major liability and risk factor for individuals who develop this pattern of emotional responses as they can trap them for a lifetime in self-limiting beliefs and behaviors as a consequence, and they may never break free. Again, you are looking at the problem of social, social isolation in isolation, ironically. Where are loving humans who will fully know when someone is feeling awkward and hanging back, but do nothing to help engage the person, to reassure them and offer initial acceptance as an act of friendship to help draw them out and draw them in so they can be a part of the group. 
This is the humane and human thing to do. When it does not happen, it is because people have become conditioned to avoid anyone with a liability that is discernible, fearing that it may rub off on them by association. If they are friends with a weak link in the group, they see it as a lowering in their own status. This is the poison introduced by having a pecking order where some are favored and seen as high status, high valued associates and friends because they have power in the hierarchy by virtue of authority bestowed on them or personal attributes that make them appealing, such as good looks, being prosperous financially, having the right kind of personality that makes them sought after as friends by others, or have a leadership role in a clique of followers who gain from being members of a select group. But this isolates them through the need to separate themselves from the non-members to maintain their presumed superior status in the hierarchy. These divisions take a toll and are a major liability in society when it comes to fairness and the availability of love and explains why many are left out. You know, and I can relate to this so emphatically, especially in school as a child. You know, I remember um, befriending in junior high school uh, a kid that I had no idea had a quote-unquote reputation for being a loser, right? And and so suddenly I started being treated, you know, badly because I was obviously being friendly to this kid, you know. And I was just, you know, and he was friendly to me. I figured, why be friendly back? Why not be friendly back? And it ended up really making an incredibly complex situation. Um, and I think I did withdraw from him a bit. You know, I was still nice to him, but I, I didn't hang out with him the way I was, you know, and that's, that's on me. But I was a kid myself at the time and worried about my own status. And uh, it made for a very, very difficult situation. And so we end up, you know, getting trained for that early on. Well, and we're not getting really into the deep mechanistic basis of these avoidance behaviors and the shunning of others and the hesitation and the doubts and the fears about one's personal status that often there's ongoing bullying we don't know about that's going on in a deep part of the mind. So that's a backdrop that explains a lot of this and why kids bully others so readily and don't turn to their human natural impulse to be loving and kind. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that plants the seeds for later loneliness in life as adults, for sure. You ask creator, sometimes being alone is unavoidable. But many people feel lonely even when surrounded by other people. When satisfying human companionship is not available, what is Creator's advice on the best ways to deal with isolation and reduce the suffering of loneliness when others are truly not available? And Creator tells us, we can suggest as a good rule of thumb, it would be a good idea to reach out to the divine in such circumstances and commune with the Almighty and any others in the pantheon of divine beings and even departed family members who were beloved all are reachable by your thoughts alone. Even though you may not discern an answer, they will know you're thinking of them and may well be able to impulse a sense of calm and a sense of their essence as though they were there beside you. This will be quite real, but only variably perceived because most people are not very intuitive and will not be able to sense the energies involved. So this is yet another way to deal with the issue of loneliness. You ask Creator, many people are lonely despite being happily married. 
Why does this happen? Is this a clue to our true makeup? And Creator tells us this is quite true and more common than people like to admit. It is not because people are inherently shallow and unfaithful, although there are people of that sort who are lacking in their ability to form close and lasting ties with others. The yearning people feel, again, traces back to basic dilemma of disconnection. The void left by being disconnected from the divine is the extreme contrast between the plight of a physical human in a state of isolation within a physical body and only connected energetically in a subtle way with others through a meager intuitive link, whereas the light being experienced includes not only boundless opportunities for friendships of a quite deep and long-lived nature, often traversing billions of years, but the ultimate reality of existence for each soul, a twin flame conceived and created to be a loving companion for eternity, that is the perfect match in all particulars for tremendous joy, enrichment, and an eternal existence of bounty and endless fascination and enjoyment. Those human beings walking around in the physical are not doing so with their twin flames because they are here on a life mission to overcome the problem of evil and not to live in bliss. So having their twin flame in their lives would be an overwhelming distraction and people would be preoccupied and focused on their great love. This is not to say humans are selfish, after all. It is more to introduce you to the reality that you are living a meager existence in comparison to the grand future that awaits you if you are successful in reaching the goal of solving the problem of evil once and for all. The end result, once the interlopers are removed from the earth and under a more prolonged healing journey and humanity is healed, will be a grand ascension for humanity to higher dimensions. That will not happen until all receive healing and all are ready. We see this taking two more generations, and only if the interlopers are first removed to allow healing to go forward in a more accelerated fashion than is possible currently. You know, Carl, I thought... We might actually make it through an entire segment without mentioning the interlopers, but I was wrong. (laughs) Well, that's why we're here. We're here to solve the problem of the interlopers, the people, the, the godless, loveless beings, the extraterrestrials who are controlling things. This sounds like a paranoid fantasy, but we are convinced it's real. It fits all the data. The countless observations of weird phenomena of all kinds, the whistleblowers coming forward talking about a secret space program with extraterrestrials, the millions of abductions that are happening and have happened all through history, on and on and on. There's no shortage of literature out there. People just do some of their own research. And you can do research at GetWisdom.com, by the way, with our Get Wisdom database of creators' channelings. Uh, Join as participant member. It's forever free. And you can get access to our Divine Wisdom database, and you can actually look up questions and answers uh, doing a search, and you can you can peruse that for hours and hours. But we don't have hours and hours right now. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about uh, creator's perspective on the causes and cures for loneliness, uh, something we all struggle with. Um, hopefully, you're not lonely because you're here listening to us. It pays to have friends, and when you don't, it's really tough because we're wired to be with others. We're made that way. And we're going to be talking about what happens in extreme situations of deprivation. But there's just no question that to be happy and healthy, you need companionship. So whatever you can do to substitute can get you through. But your big buddy in the sky is always there, and we'll be talking more about that too. Indeed. You ask creator, there can be different kinds of loneliness. No matter how good marriage is, for instance, most men still want to spend quality time with their buddies on occasion. It can become quite restless if this is denied for too long. Or the woman who adores children but needs time with adults, too, or she'll begin to stress out. Humans seem to need real variety in order to have lives of high satisfaction. What is creator's perspective on this? And creator tells us, Again, these examples illustrate quite vividly that humans are routinely experiencing a shortfall in the level of satisfaction they're deriving from human contact in their daily lives. Once again, this has a fundamental origin in the disconnection from the divine and from one another inflicted on you by the makeup of the physical human. So everyone is operating under a deficit, and some will feel this more keenly than others. You are so far from being able to experience joy and bliss, even when having a loving and devoted spouse to your liking, that over time this becomes often a quest that leads to seeking novelty of interactions and the variety you speak of, and these are a kind of consolation prize. Not that they are faulty or lesser, just that inevitably they'll be in some ways more of a stopgap than a final answer or enabling people to have a sense of completion in their lives where they're fully satisfied and never feel there is a lack of something that leaves them with a sense of loneliness at times. You know, that makes sense because the question, the way it was phrased is that, you know, you feel that urge to get together with your buddies, which is a a lack, a sense of, of of 
sense of a lack of completion, you know. So it's an ongoing problem that just recurs and recurs and recurs, you know. Uh, But we're hinting at something bigger that we're shooting for. Well, and it's a love equation. We need to have the love put back in. And it's hard to get the level of love we crave from even any single human being. That's part of the thread that runs through what we're talking about today. But that's a function of the dilemma we face, that we're here on the front lines of a, of a real contest. It's very much like being in, in a war footing and having huge burdens to deal with. And those aren't the best of circumstances to find joy and oh. happiness that's sustained. And, I, and on that note, we'll dig a little bit deeper into problematic uh, existence. Solitary confinement is widely regarded as one of the cruelest things that human beings can do to another human being. What is the divine perspective on this form of treatment? And Creator tells us the whole purpose of solitary confinement and the reason it has been chosen as a time-honored punishment by prisons around the world is the recognition of the devastating effects it is because it has because of the human makeup. The people need to have social interactions in order to thrive and even to function at a minimal level. People will be damaged from being kept in isolation. Many think it provides a safe haven with no stress other than having a lot of time on one's hands and perhaps being bored. In actuality, this is highly stressful because when people are cut off from human interactions, it is much like being lost in space. They become cut off from a sharing of information, energy, and the possibility of love feelings, for that is an aspect of every interchange of a positive sort. Even the act of sharing a cigarette on the part of a prisoner or a magazine from home can be an extraordinary blessing and delight for the incarcerated individuals. Solitary confinement is often a prelude to madness for many prisoners treated that way. That is because the level of stress that results weakens them and makes them more vulnerable to spirit possession that can wreak havoc in undermining their sanity. People need to belong to a circle of humans in order to feel safe, to feel they are a part of things, to have any semblance of a worthwhile life experience. When that is denied, it strips away the basic humanness that is your birthright and is indeed treating a person like an animal to take away not only their liberty, but their membership in the human community through having some contact on a regular basis. It is the height of cruelty to inflict this on anyone and is completely non-divine. It has been outlawed in most jurisdictions, but often still practiced behind the scenes, particularly for periods of extra punishment. But even today, you can find amply illustrated in news accounts that political prisoners in the United States of America are held indefinitely in solitary confinement, using a number of pretexts to justify it, despite the nature of the alleged offenses being often of a technical and minor sort and far, far from the predations of a savage killer. There is something wrong with this picture. So you can use as a yardstick for measuring the divine alignment of a society by how it treats its prisoners. And that will tell you a lot about your standing. 
Now, this is very revealing. And obviously, a figure that comes to mind that we know of is Julian Assange. You know, he's, I understand he's been kept in solitary confinement for quite some time now. And we're learning here in this passage just how devastating it can be. Well, we've seen it in the uh, political uh, tug of war through the justice system with some of the people associated with the current presidential administration who have been accused of some potential shenanigans and collusion with Russia and so on, and maybe have done one or another other small technical crimes, but they're locked up and locked away and gagged. And yes. this is uh, this is not normal from a divine perspective, even by human standards. <laughs> it's extreme. Yes, completely agreed. You ask creator, we know the interlopers are loveless beings. Do sociopaths and psychopaths ever get lonely? Is this something a loveless being ever struggles with? How do they think they need to go about resolving that dilemma if they do suffer in this way? All right, and that's the healing burden we have, is actually healing a lot of sociopaths. Creator says in many ways the sociopath puts up a good front and may have felt they have an enviable position in not having a conscience to hinder them and make them suffer. They seem to have great power because they can be ruthless and do so without fear. They simply are unconcerned about consequences because they do not value others or what they think and feel and will minimize the importance and degree to which others suffer because they simply cannot relate through their feelings in lacking compassion, which is a love-based emotion. But behind the facade is an empty person. You were created from love, through love, and by love. And without it, you are an empty shell, a kind of surface reflection of divine possibility, but without the divinity. It is like the label on a can of soup, when what matters is the contents. The dark beings and the sociopaths and being loveless are empty inside. While they do not care about others, they do care about themselves, and they are suffering from a self-imposed disconnection. They do not appreciate love because they cannot feel it and cannot give it a name and a description and do not yearn for it because it is not within their experience to feel or understand. But they do appreciate the fact that they are isolated and it is an unnatural state of being and it is a dilemma for their soul. And it will not be possible for them to satisfy soul yearnings for something more. So they will experience a great inner disquiet because they can sense the emptiness that is their being and their life. There is an array of potential options these sociopaths turn to in in an attempt to fill the gap. Some are relatively benign, others more consequential and devastating, both to others and to the self. When love is not an option, the interchange with other people will involve another kind of currency. And this will most often be an expression of power and control, dominance and subjugation to some degree or another, because it is the only way to gain some inner security for the self. If people can dominate and suppress others, it will make them feel secure. It will make them feel accomplished and therefore more whole 
because they seem to be fulfilling a purpose of great importance and demonstrating their worth using a yardstick of power and influence. So all of this, of course, is non-divine and a false way of seeing the world. Because they lack love and the ability to feel love, they will never be truly happy. If they seek power as an answer, this will backfire at some point and they will end up suffering in the end. Even if they do not directly harm others in the acquisition of the power they seek, in whatever form they use to rank their success as in the acquisition of money, the greater their presumed achievements, the greater will be the separation from others it will bring about. This is the truism that, quote, it is lonely at the top. The best of friendships and love relationships are conducted among equals. It is much more difficult when a relationship is unbalanced by one person having much more than another in some respect, whether looks, intelligence, or good fortune to be financially successful. I have to say that that last sentence about the, the best friendships are between between basically equals uh, in terms of status, uh, money, education, that kind of thing. I, it's emphatically true from my perspective. I mean, certainly the friends that I've spent the most time with and probably enjoy the most are people that are basically at that same level. Like one of my best friends right now is also married, making similar amounts of money, has a family, but with kids about the same age as mine. And it, it just, it's just an easy interchange that way. You know, it's not, it, it removes a lot of the complications, you know, and that makes it uh, easier to hang around and you know, takes away some of the lonely sting. Well, and some of the biggest problems in life are dealing with those who are deprived and depraved because of their state of consciousness being sociopaths. Yes. And this is something the mainstream still doesn't know, I don't think, how yeah. many there are. I've seen yeah, people so comment that it's 3% of the population that's sociopaths. Creator says it's 10%. Yes. There's yes. three times more than we suspect. And I think one of the reasons is they hide their nature when they're put to a test or an examination. They know how to cover up. They know how to put on a game face and pretend to be normal and, yes. and placate people when they're put on the spot. And then they get away with it. They seem and I, caring and, and uh, concerned and cooperative they know how to not make waves. When it serves them, they can pass for being normal. But I, when I they're actually, home, when they're with their friends and family, look out. Yeah, you know, I actually uh, knew a guy like that once, and uh, he was a roommate for a while. And, you know, he, he, at first he would ask favors, and I would grant them, you know. But then the, the asking of the favors just kept coming, and there wasn't any reciprocity. And eventually he kind of cop this attitude that I owed him these favors, you know, mm -hmm. and eventually uh, I ended up announcing one day that I was cutting him off and actually moved out. I said, just that, you know, I'm leaving. And I found out later he ended up stealing some, you know, equipment from me worth about $5,000. And he sent me a letter saying that for a brief moment there, he, he thought about killing me. <laughs> 
Wow. And it was like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. Reveal was, like a true sociopath might too. <laughs> yeah. Their true sentiment. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, quite, quite the eye opener. And when you think that, you know, I had done so much for him, basically out of the goodness of my heart and, and my own following of the golden rule, you know, do one others have them do unto you. I would love somebody to step up, step up and help me out when I'm down on my luck, that kind of thing. But just a lack of gratitude was just such an eye-opening experience. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Well, you don't have the clients I have who have healing needs, who have relationships involved with people who are on this spectrum. And many people are just labeled as narcissists, I think, who are true sociopaths. And they, they'll they vary. You know, it's sort of like, you know, running hot and cold. They can uh, restrain it for a time when it suits them and serves them <clears throat> so they can fit in. But when they unleash, look out below because you're under a severe attack. Yes. And, 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 and it's devastating for people who rely on a spouse like that. Oh, yeah. That, Let alone, was, you know, others in the work environment, maybe a boss who is that way, demanding and easily will cut, up, cut them off at the knees on the least little provocation. Yes. It's, it's a hellish existence to be dependent for support and approval from someone like that, that nature. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people who are vulnerable to being lonely are, are targets of these people, you know, and... So you, it, you, you get a person like that come into your life and you think, oh, I got a friend, you know, finally. <laughs> and, All right. So uh, the question is, what does one do? Right. Well, what can you do? Even the psychologist can't fix this problem very well. The, the only option you have is divine intervention to That's pray great. for healing, to raise that being up and help them heal their dilemma. And it's not easy, even getting divine support from the Almighty. So this, this is one of the things that keeps the world dark and contributes across the board to all kinds of problems. Well, this is a mission about self-help in some ways, Carl, but not the traditional kind that mild people think about. This is helping yourself to divine intervention. And this is what we do here at Get Wisdom. Uh, you can learn how to bring in and request divine intervention through our list of uh, recommended prayers straight from creator. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer. Download that today. And you can also check out the, uh, the big dog in the prayer book, <laughs> the Lightworker Healing Protocol. Uh, you can download the explanation, the ebook for that, that gets into the details of it, gives you a, uh, a preamble, so to speak, to see if you want to consider becoming a uh, Lightworker Healing Protocol practitioner. And you can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. As always, we are trying to uh, solve the world's problems and not having a clue how to do it, Carl. So we race to Creator and ask for advice and knowledge on how we can go about making this world a better place. And today we're trying to do that with the topic of loneliness. Well, it's a fascinating journey and a humbling one, but quite amazing that we can actually converse with the Almighty and get feedback on issues like this and get some practical advice and explanations as to why the world is the way it is and what we can actually do about it. And part of it is probing to understand how things work so we can know when things are normal and when they're not. We don't have a really, you know, gold standard that can show that to us. We're, we're used to a dysfunctional world, by and large. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're, we're doing what we can to try to uh, turn that car in a different direction. You ask Creator, it seems to the observant that herbivores like horses and cows and, and many birds like ducks are quite social and enjoy being surrounded and interacting with numbers of their own kind. Where predators like bears are often alone and come together just to breed, which seems more like an ordeal and compulsion rather than something desired. Self-imposed isolation seems to be a telltale symptom of divine disconnection. Do the fallen angelic spirits who prey on living beings enjoy each other's company that much or at all? What is Creator's perspective on all of this? Right, and Creator sure is the following. With this question, you are circling the central issue quite nicely being one of disconnection as the underlying dilemma and cause of the problems. All you see in the animal kingdom with the predilection for group behaviors and clustering together and even forming pair bonds by some species who mate for life are all a reflection of the need for acceptance and belonging to satisfy inner yearnings of the individual being for companionship and in some cases, a true love relationship. It is true that gathering in a large group confers a safety advantage from there being strength in numbers, as well as in some cases outnumbering the predators, so not all will be killed, but only some. 
and the majority of the herd or flock might escape to live another day. But even with that, there is a reward for all in remaining in contact with one another because this is part of the makeup. So it preserves stability as well as longevity in providing a safety advantage. But that is not the only purpose for such feelings and behaviors. They are rewarding in their own right. And these rewards will occur largely on an intuitive level. That is why animals appear to be relatively primitive and simply moving about on instinct with no real conscious awareness of where they are and what they are doing with respect to their environment for the most part. So that even an active mating becomes the inner response to a chemical cue that is hormonally driven and a genetically predestined response that is almost reflex-like. That is science talking. The very same phenomena are in play with human peer bonding. But those who experience finding a true love would never ascribe it simply to chemistry. There is more involved. There is a deeper link and bonding that happens that is intuitive and maybe a deep karmic interrelationship over multiple lifetimes. This is not true for most animals, but yet they are drawn to one another to exhibit physical behaviors and expression of desire. But the larger life experience they enjoy is intuitive in nature and is done through a kind of sensing that does not require them even to be present with one another, but only to be linked energetically. And then they can share thoughts and awarenesses even when apart. This is a greater capability than humans typically enjoy because it is you who have been tampered with and not the animal realm. The dark spirits themselves are akin to sociopaths in lacking love. They are truly beyond the pale and are functionally in a state of complete disconnection from the divine. This they have earned through their own conduct in choosing to move away from divine alignment. To such an extent, there is no desire for a divine interaction. They have come to believe the light is their enemy and will seek to destroy them. They have no love feelings and no desire for companionship. They only seek energy for survival and will take it from any being they can exploit to draw energy away for themselves, no matter what it might do to their victim. This has nothing to do with love and is in actuality the opposite. It is a kind of utilitarian, self-serving action done with no thought or regard for those beings they prey upon. In fact, they have only an arrogance and ego satisfaction when it comes to enjoyment. So they take delight in the suffering they cause and consider it a victory and the demonstration of their prowess when they undermine a person successfully and diminish them in some way. This is depraved thinking at its worst. Well, there's obviously a lot there. Um, It's interesting that Within the animals, especially the uh, the more herd-based animals, that there is a, a natural desire beyond instinct for companionship. Uh, part of what we think we were trying to probe with this question was, you know, the the creation of the predators we we've learned are not indigenous to Earth. They've all been brought here by interlopers, and they were created for karmic reasons to balance, you know, aggressive predatory behavior on other planets. 
We might have to, I'd probably have to ask some more questions about that in the future. Yes, well, this, this, this is interesting, and it's very eye-opening, and it fits with the data. You take the companion animals, for example, and how loving and trusting and caring they are, by and large, even if they're somewhat neglected, they take it in stride, and they will return to their owners with love in their hearts because they're divine and in divine alignment. Yes. And they maintain that by going up to the light. This is what they're doing when they're asleep so much during the day. They're up on the higher astral plane, frolicking and being with creator and other buddies of theirs. So it's a different kind of existence than we get Mm -hmm. because we're the ones with blinders on. And that explains a lot, too, why humans are so uneven and why we don't trust one another so much. We've learned through our experience that people can be defective and disloyal and uh, discouraged and discouraging. You asked Creator, can Creator share how focused prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can ease the pain and suffering of loneliness that facilitate the kind of satisfying human contact and companionship we want or would normally want to enjoy? All right, and Creator says the following. The advent of the Lightworker Healing Protocol is the divine answer for the greatest problems facing humanity in the way of human happiness and even survival. This is no less true for loneliness than any other kind of unpleasantness or difficulty humans can experience. The Lightworker Healing Protocol includes every source of negativity that can be experienced by a human being. This includes divine healing for all of the interlopers who act as a perpetrator to inflict harm on the client, to raise them up so they will leave the client alone and be moved along a better path with even greater consequences for the human family. The many sources of self-negativity where a person ends up diminishing their own power and adding immeasurably to their own suffering as a result of karmic events that wound and diminish them will receive attention with divine healing to work back through time and across time domains to unravel all of the negative entanglements that cause injury and damage to restore the being to a state of divine alignment once again. When happiness becomes possible and people are in harmony with the divine and feeling a divine connection, even though attenuated as a human being and not a lofty light being at the moment, this will register on the person as feeling a calm and stable state of being that allows happiness to flourish and will contribute great energy that can be used for all kinds of purposes, allowing a person to grow and develop and enrich their lives through many useful activities that add confidence and strength to build new muscles and new skills and promote a creative interplay that is deeply satisfying. That karmic repair cannot be done fully with any other approach. Accomplished through prayer, but it will not carry the power of the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which is in effect a series of informed high-level prayer requests that reflect a deep knowledge of how the divine realm heals. These details are not known by the average person 
who will not be able to launch a prayer with the same level of intention, specificity, and appropriateness for any particular need of the individual, who most times can only muster a very weak and vague general prayer for help and healing. It is always good to pray. We're not wanting to criticize prayer at all, except to help you understand there are things to learn even about this time-honored strategy for human betterment. People have not been taught how to pray in the most effective fashion by their religious institutions. This is no accident because everything is being constrained and suppressed because of the subjugation by the interlopers. Only still have religion as a resource because your oppressor civilizations of extraterrestrials are all atheists and view religion as superstition and no threat to them whatsoever. The divine is your friend in need and the ultimate answer for dealing with the interlopers because you cannot do this on your own. They are too powerful. You must reach out to the divine. This can be done through prayer and through the Lightworker Healing Protocol, and we recommend using both. You are in charge of the world, but this role has been stolen from you by the interlopers. But because you are functionally the rulers of record, if you want them to leave, you must reach out to the divine for assistance. We will help you if you do so. We care deeply about humanity. We want you to not only survive, but to prevail and thrive for all of time with endless possibilities to grow and flourish. That is what we envision for you. But you must do your part to work within the rules and do what is needed to take a stand and be a force for good and not be complacent and end up as victims. You know, one thing in this episode that we didn't really touch on is that you know, a lot of people will take the approach to loneliness of thinking that they need to enhance and improve their social skills. And that's not a bad thing. But one line that I'd like to point out real, real quick was the one that you mentioned where creator said that karmic repair cannot be done fully without, with any other approach other than the lightworker healing protocol. What people I think are failing to really realize is there's this karmic backlog that's contributing to the problem. And Merely learning new social skills, while helpful, is not going to resolve that karmic backlog. That's what we're about here. That's a divine level problem, and it needs divine intervention. It has to be requested. That's what the protocol is for, to bring the knowledge to bear of what to request. This is part of the learning curve, and this is why we struggle through all of these centuries not knowing how to get divine help effectively. We've been told again and again and again, if everyone asked for deliverance to have the interlopers raised up, love returned to their hearts, this would end tomorrow. The world would be transformed overnight. It hasn't happened because we haven't had a quorum of enlightened, awakened humans all asking for that simple thing. Yes. Let's put it to the test. Let's take creator's suggestion and advice to heart. Let's start doing it. We're Absolutely. depending on you who hear these words. 
You're part of the problem if you're not part of the solution. You know, I don't want to be judgmental. That's not what this is about. It's about saving the world and saving humanity. We're not kidding about this. It's that serious. Absolutely. And be part of that solution. You can be part of that solution by checking out the Lightwork Healing Protocol by downloading our ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP, and also the prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer, and also our 10 Principles for Divine Living. That's one to check out as well. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash T-E-N, 10, getwisdom.com slash 10. And be sure to visit GetWisdom.com, sign up to participant member, and check out everything we have to offer. We are out of time, Carl, as as usual. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Stay well, be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 